Hello, and welcome to the Please See Attached Water Cooler Podcast, where we talk about other kinds of things, not necessarily related to our world of digital marketing, but things that are of interest to us. Last time we did it was about Christmas movies. We thought it was a good time to come back into the fold, do one of these impromptu short little podcasts, because when you hear this, it will be our one year anniversary of having been locked down working from home. Good evening, I'm Ian Hanamancy. Tonight is sweeping government warning. Don't leave the country. All travel outside of Canada to be uh, considered high risk for Canadians. Limiting flights bound for Canada, closing schools, daycares, even Parliament to try to stop the spread of coronavirus. With me today, I have my colleagues and co-podcasters, Daphna, Matt, Jensen. And today we are introducing a new member to the podcasting PSA onboard team, a Mr. Sean Rosenthal. So Sean, welcome. You're going to get in here and give us your opinions of being locked at home with a child, Ooh, a young child and a dog. If I remember correctly, guys, it was Thursday or Friday and we were sitting around the office and, and they were talking about how bad everything was. And there was a case at Young and Eglinton and we were there and, and COVID was definitely on everybody's mind. And it had been since probably Christmas even a uh, of the the previous year, but it was getting really serious. And Leslie and and I were standing there and you guys, and we were in like the open area by the the working desk. We're like, you know what? You guys just go home, work from home until we get this all figured out because everybody was traveling on the subway and it was just scary. And, you know, think back to that guys. And and how were you feeling on that day? Yeah. What I remember is that the morning of that day, uh, you were saying to us, uh, yeah, maybe we'll consider like having everyone work from home. And by the end of that day, you said, okay, guys, we're working from home now, starting tomorrow. It wasn't even the end of the day. Yeah. It was like yeah, lunchtime. Yeah, probably. Was, yeah. Go home before <laughs> yeah, the subways get yeah. crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, luckily I was driving to and from the office, so it was not really um, in, in close contact with so many people, but I really felt for anybody, you guys, especially, uh, being close to me being on the subway, like, Oh my God, rush hour subway. You know what it's like? No, I took an Uber that yeah. day. Actually. <laughs> yeah, smart move. Yeah. <laughs> smart move. I remember, um, we kind of like everyone just started chatting early in the morning. I guess it was probably closer to 10 30, 11 o'clock. And one of our VPs came out and was basically like, how do you guys feel about this? And I remember someone, myself and someone from our media team being like, it's not, we're not worried about it. It's not that it doesn't scare us. The only thing that's worrisome about it is when we're on the subway and we're sardines in that subway car. And some people couldn't fathom or understand that because yeah, as Steve, you said, you dro drove to work every day. Our VP drove to work every day. And it's just not something that comes to mind right away when you start thinking of crowded spaces uh, on a work day. And as soon as that sort of came into perspective and how all of us were sort of like, that's what bothers me. You know, people in charge were like, okay, we can do everything from home. This isn't going to hurt us. We were already planning to be a work from home company before pandemic. So I think Onboard had done everything they could for their employees to make sure we were safe. And this was before the government did anything and it followed suit the next day. Yeah, I remember 
hearing uh, or seeing that email because I was actually in Austin when that happened. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's funny because I had all pl everything planned out to go down to South by Southwest, which I normally do every year, and it ended up being canceled the day before myself and my fiance left. So it was just funny because it was like, oh, don't worry, Austin has no cases right now. It's safe to go down. Blah blah blah. But um, it kind of hit. You got shut yeah, down. Th pretty fast once you yeah, were down definitely, there. Yeah, definitely. It definitely hit us when uh, when I kept getting alerts, uh, news alerts from CBC and we were down there and it just seemed so normal and, and Canada was shutting down and Trudeau was like, anyone who's outside of Canada right now, please come home because we don't know if you'll be able to get back in if uh, if you don't. So we cut our trip short too. We were supposed to be down there for a week and a half and we ended up only being down there for like three days and then ended up just trying to find a flight to get was back probably, home. That, that must have funny been interesting on its own, finding a flight coming home because people were people were in panic mode oh, yeah, I, you yeah, know it was march yeah. break right guys like that was when the government said okay we're we're gonna extend the march break and all those things and i had a friend who was in mexico with his kids and he just stayed there as long as he possibly could because he was in a remote place in mexico at a really nice hotel and he happened to work for the the hotel company at the time so they took very good care of him until he could get a flight home and lots of stories from people around the world you remember how bad it was in italy and, and people were were like stranded there and they mm -hmm. couldn't get out like they remember those videos where the streets were just empty in italy and empty. you know people yeah. were playing trumpets and music from their balconies there was that video that went viral of andrea bocelli singing in somewhere prominent in italy i'm not sure where but it was empty and it was just like those kinds of things made it feel you knew everybody in the world was dealing with this. It wasn't a North American problem. It wasn't, uh, you know, a, a problem that was in China anymore. It was everywhere and everyone was being affected. It was, it was surreal. The CFO of my former company uh, was a Chinese uh, national. Um, she, she'd been in living in Canada for many years, but she'd traveled back to Canada uh, in December of 2019. And she came back and she was kind of seeing the gospel of this is serious while the rest of us were like yeah you know it's in china it's not going to be something serious but she was you know she was an executive in the organization so she was kind of pushing even very early on the use of you know uh, masks and um, sanitizer on the hand so she was kind of the canary in the coal mine for us and i remember i would you know she came back she was talking about it the most of the executives ah, don't worry about it like the rest of north america was kind of shaking it off as something across the world i went over to a conference and actually to this day march 5th it was a year ago to this day i was in Vancouver at a conference, massive, massive conference with thousands of people. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of on people's minds, but not really. I mean, looking back, it was crazy. I came back two days later. Turns out that several people at the conference had had come down with COVID and my, my boss sent me home. And that was, you know, the last time I went into the office. And I almost felt like I remember going, you know, getting in my car. I'm like, I'm not going back to my office for a while. It was just, it was so surreal that, you know, the fact that there were 10,000 people in one room and not taking it seriously. If that, you know, if that ever happens again, I mean, I would greatly go back to a conference. But I mean, it, it was, it was just so amazing how if we went from zero to 60 overnight, probably should have happened sooner. And I think we've learned our lesson from that. But uh, yeah. 
Well, hindsight is always twenty yeah. twenty, and uh, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda for a lot of things, especially in Canada. But even in places like New Zealand and Australia, where they, you know, we had a lot of discussions early on about how they did such a great job down there, and and everything is back to normal. And I saw like pictures of concerts and everything. They still had like a few rogue cases coming in. So I mean, they did a way better job than anybody else, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I still wouldn't move down there due to the uh, abundance of large spiders but um they they were exemplary in in how they handled it and really we should have followed suit and and we didn't and think about it in the u.s half a million people have died already from COVID. it's more than the toll the death toll from wars and it's happened in a year so it's scary stuff but so much has changed my gosh like you think about it now guys like we were talking about it a year ago and it seems so long ago because so much has gone on since then it's it's really crazy yeah yeah that's true and like now that we are like a year into this how do you guys all feel about working from home for a year. I can't wait to get into an office. I'm in marketing, you know, I'm a group communicator. I like being in a workspace where, you know, I'm with people. It's very difficult to really sometimes do my job to, yeah. Uh, you know, I like to feed off people face to face than sitting on a conference call or a Zoom call. It's 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 stifling at times. It's the best. I've and I've worked from home before, so I did it for a U.S. company. I was the Canadian rep, and I did it for two years, and I loved it. It was to me, it was great. But I was traveling, so I would have interaction with with regular uh, meetings with clients and with going to the head office, whether it was in Boston or Wisconsin, I went all over the place. It was it was different. Now you can't travel. Yeah, there's pros and cons to it for sure. I think there's benefits to work-life balance where, you know, you can take care of some things during the daytime and, and really make sure that, you know, your um, household responsibilities are sort of taken care of uh, during work hours, which is kind of nice, but it's it just sort of like a little break. Uh, but on to Sean's point, I, I agree. There's, I think one of the biggest things that I miss from the office is sort of like the, obviously the social interaction, the communication, the group stuff and sort of reading people like Sean was saying, but there's... Uh, less immediate response like i if i needed to ask a question to our media team or anything like that i could just turn my chair around and say excuse me and get an answer and you know we have to adjust our expectations and sort of uh what we're providing to the client but definitely definitely it's just one of those things that it's it's you have to you have to anticipate it a little more. Yeah. It's it's, de- it's definitely changed a lot. And I'm going to, I was thinking about the other day, exactly what you're saying, where, you know, we used to be so focused on being quick and fast and getting things done, which is fine. But it, I think also, if you want to look at some positive things that have come out of this kind of year of people, you know, yes, I've worked in, you know, with, with legal people, I've worked with, you know, uh, commercial different brand, you know, people are slowing down. And they're kind of and maybe realizing that things don't happen as quickly or need to happen as quickly. Yeah, we want to get things done. We, we have jobs to do and that's important. But sometimes, you know, taking a breath and realizing things aren't going to happen in 30 seconds. It used to be back in the day when you wanted to communicate with 10 people, you put together a memo and you sent it out to a group of people. Now you put together an email and you shoot it off, you know, and it's it's a fraction of the time and that's fine. But I, I think that maybe this year, and, and a, there's a lot of positives, if you want to look, that come out of where people are kind of, 
you know what, focus on what's important. If it's, you know, family, if it's this or that, you know. I agree with that one, Sean. I, I think that, that that's a, a very good point, but I'm I'm also at the same time wondering that people won't go back to the way they were once things go back to normal. And I like what you said, Sean, and I think it's important that everybody kind of take a step back and slow down because why rush? You're rushing through your life. You know, it, you're missing things because you're trying to do things faster and before the next person and be the best and, and make sure your kids are the best. But yeah, step back. This has given everybody a lot of time and perspective, whether it's with family, if you live on your own, I imagine it's got to be more difficult. I know the number of uh, pets that have been purchased this year has gone gone way, way up. I mean, we got a new puppy, but we've had a dog for a while. We lost our dog during pandemic and we got a new puppy too, just to fill that void. But researching puppies, the prices were, were, were crazy and the wait times were ridiculous. And I have this feeling that come normalcy and back to normal times, there's going to be a shit ton of dogs that need rehoming and cats too. It's also that a lot of dogs are going to have anxieties because or pets will have yeah. anxieties because they're going to be alone after this. And I think that's going to be a hard uh, task for pet owners. What I'm excited about is when they open the floodgates and they start allowing us, I think they're calling it the, the roaring 2020s, is that once we do kind of get back to normalcy, people are going to be like, you know, kind of like in the 1920s, go out and really eat, drink and be merry. And it'll be just like this renaissance of good times. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that happens. I mean, it should. Are you, are you a... Are you a party guy, Sean? Is that what you're telling us? No, I just want to go sit in a restaurant and pop itching. pop bottles, you know? <laughs> oh, I can't wait for yeah. that. Uh, I'm sure some people will do that and be like that. But I also think a lot of people might still be anxious to resume normal activity as usual. How do you like become social again? It's Thank God for, for our uh, daily discussions and podcasts yeah. so we can stay socially active with each other. But... Um, I think one of the most unreal things that I experienced during the early lockdown, you know, it was the end of March. My birthday's at the end of March. And I was like, I wanted chicken wings from Duff's Wings. And I had to drive uptown to get them. And I got in the car at like 530 on a Friday, got on the Gardner Expressway in Toronto to drive up to Bayview. It's like a half an hour drive at that time of day, easily an hour. And I got on the highway and there was maybe two cars on the entire highway, both directions. I got up to Bayview in like 12 minutes, didn't have to stop once. It was one of those moments that I will never forget because of how transparent, like you saw the lockdown. I felt the lockdown. It was one of those things. It was the first time that I really like, I guess, stepped out of my little area and my little bubble because I wanted chicken wings. That's just one thing that I'll never forget about this because, you know, I've driven on that highway a thousand times and I've never ever any time of day any time of night it's never been like that it was it was unreal yeah, those early days, I definitely remember the streets being empty, just like you you hardly saw any people. Yeah, especially after like yeah. after sort of regular mm -hmm. business hours, entirely yeah. dead. And even in the daytime, it was slow as it was hell. It was just so quiet. Yeah, even walking my dog, it was like 
a ghost town. Let me ask you guys a question here. Have any of you seen any craziness, like angry, fighting, ridiculous people, whether it's anti-maskers? Have any of you experienced yeah. some of that craziness in person? The worst thing about it is I've seen it a few times in grocery stores where people, they are intentionally not wearing their mask and it looks like they're itching to get into it with someone. You know, they're staring everybody in the face because they don't have a mask. I've seen it before too. And it's like, they want confrontation about it. And it's like, it's what's your, uh, I just don't understand it. It's, it's, it's a mindset that I can't fathom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I lived downtown up until recently. And, you know, to, to Jensen's point, I, I would walk down the middle of Queen Street in the middle of the day and it, with my dog, it was so dead down there. And you would just see, there was a lot of people who, you know, it was mostly the homeless people, unfortunately, who were very much affected by this and because, and, you know, they were scared to go to shelters. So, you know, going by Trinity Bellwood, it became, and it still is, it's from what I hear, a almost like a, a, a camp um, where, and there was a lot of violence that took place there. And I walked by and I saw people fighting and they, they wanted their spot there to kind of make their homestead. Um, that's a kind of a forgotten part about this is the homeless people. That was the unnerving thing is kind of seeing that type of society continually and, and even more so being ostracized or just marginalized in, in, in the state of in the pandemic. I know the the local homeless guy up here at uh, Bathurst and Wilson where, where I live is the cops told me that they tried to get him to, to go back to the shelter and he's, he said he wouldn't go. He was scared to go. And I get it. Like we had two or three tents set up uh, underneath the 401 uh, overpass uh, between Bathurst and Avenue for a while during the summer. I mean, there was uh, another tent, little tent set up at near the Downsview Air Force Base. So even up here, you know, north of the downtown core, you were seeing the effect on on homeless people and tents were like a huge commodity for any yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. You guys remember when, when Sean was talking about Bellwoods, you guys remember the uh, the the kissing girl video and then uh, when they had the circles in the park. I mean, oh, I, s- I live across from Bellwoods. I remember I went out golfing that day. It was the first time I had gone golfing of the you year. You took a picture from the car. Yeah. And my friend was, my friend was driving yeah. and I was like, let's drive past Bellwoods. I hear it's insane. And I live right downtown. I live across the street from Bellwoods. I've gone there regularly for the last like 10 years to hang out. It's been my spot for sure. And there was no chance I was going to be there that day. But at the same time, I've never seen that park so busy. Like it gets really busy, especially in May once it starts to get nice out and everybody's thirsty for sun. I understand that. But it was next level insane. And we drove past. I took a video. I sent it to all you guys just being like, this is madness. This is crazy. And it was Like it was very wrong and very irresponsible for people to do, but it was also a huge reality check for a lot of people, I think, too, because people who were there and posted their pictures got shamed and everybody was talking about how stupid it was for people to be doing that. And I think it was a huge slap in the face to those people who wanted to push the boundaries and wanted to ignore the rules because it was everyone saw it as selfish. And it was. It was totally. When was that, Matt? That was like June, July. It was probably June, early June. So that's like eight, eight, nine months ago, right? Yeah. Guys, we're in March. It's been a year. We're, you know, hoping that in a few months, all of us will be vaccinated. I'd like to say to you guys, I think we've managed as a team exceptionally well over the year. We've done some great things from rebranding our company to starting this podcast to being very active in the blog space. I feel we've helped our, our clients that stuck by us. We stuck by them. And, you know, 
even our new clients that we've brought on, it's been some really interesting stuff that we've been able to see. And, you know, we're working towards more things that will keep all of us inspired and working and happy because it's a mental thing. We got to stay mentally fit and mentally positive to keep going on a day to day basis. So I, I, you know, kudos to all of you and I applaud all of you for for being great throughout this past year. And I still can't believe it's been a year. Like I think back, oh my God, it was just not that long ago, but at the same time, it seems like so long ago. Yeah. Way more than a year. One question before we all go, I want to know sort of the the last thing you did that was quote unquote normal before lockdown happened and that you couldn't fathom now. And Jensen South by Southwest is a a very obvious (laughs) place to be uh, when the pandemic started. Myself, I... Uh, I coached skiing in the wintertime and we had a banquet the last or the first weekend of March last year. So a year ago, and it was like 300 people in a conference building with buffet style dinner, like hugging and handshakes and awards and all that stuff. And to think back that that was March, it blows my mind. And I mean, the last, I think, event that I went to outside of, uh, I guess, going down Austin was a Leafs game and how busy it was. And I remember, I guess, notifications everywhere that there were hand sanitizer, but I don't think people realized the the, the way of transmission was uh, through aerosol. So like talking, yelling, coughing, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's just... Uh, Spitting your beer on the guy next to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just funny because... I don't know when we're going to be able to go into like an arena to see a big concert or or to a sporting event or something like that. I'm hoping soon, but what's your definition of soon? It while. could be a year. Probably going to be a year. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I I don't remember going into any big events before COVID. I do remember getting back from my visit to Israel in early February, so just like a month before everything started. And obviously that was the last time I took a flight. <laughs> and I, I don't know when I'll take a flight again. Yeah, and other than that, you know, just gatherings at people's homes. The last one of those was like a week before a lockdown, a friend's birthday. We were about, I guess, like 12 to 15 people at his home. And then afterwards, because like people were already talking about COVID. And afterwards, I was thinking that like two of the friends who were there had each just gotten back uh, from abroad. And that made me a bit nervous, to be honest. But luckily, like no one was sick. I, I don't remember. I can remember for my son, the last thing I let him do before it was locked down. And it was right before March break. It was that Friday and there was a, a party. And uh, I think it was probably the last party he went to and the last time he'll ever drink vodka. <laughs> I had to pick him up. Yeah, he, he so made you had to pick You had to pick him up. Uh, too, well, then. he made it home without uh, any problems in the car. But then, yeah, we had a little bit of uh, uh, porcelain praying going on after that. And uh, he learned his lesson. I think we've all learned that lesson at some point in our (laughs) lives. But um, anyway, so this was good, guys. I mean, happy anniversary. I guess that's how we'll end it. One year in lockdown, one year work from home. Take the positives out of it to you, our audience as well. Be positive. Keep moving forward one day at a time. All those cliches we hear. I haven't heard the word unprecedented in a while, but for the first, you know, month or so, that was the the word I heard everywhere. And yeah, certainly unprecedented times. You know, this is a good time. Take the weekend. We look forward to coming back with our regular podcasts uh, going forward. You can also follow us on social to get an update on when our next episode airs. Our Facebook is Please See Attached and our Instagram is at please.c.attached. That's it for this episode. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you like the episode, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. 
See you on the next episode of Please See Attached. Bye-bye.